0: K-A-V-Clovers, this is your senior editor, John Tatey, and it's time again for Mom on Pop. It's the podcast where my mom, Bonnie Tatey, you know and love her, weighs in on all sorts of pop culture. Mom, are you there? Hello.
1: I'm here.
0: Oh, welcome.
1: Well, thank you.
0: Today on the show, Mom and I are going to be talking about Masters of Sex on Showtime and uh, the latest season of Project Runway on Lifetime. Everything's a time.
1: Time time.
0: <laughs> Lifetime show time. It's podcast time. Uh, it's contest time is what it is here on Mom on Pop. Uh, Mom, remind the listeners what our uh, contest was last time.
1: Well, we were looking for the worst road trips.
0: Bad road trip stories. Right. And uh, I talked about how um, <laughs> how my beloved sister threw up all over me on a trip in Ireland and uh, it turned out that puke was a common theme here Man, in the entries.
1: There are some miserable stories here with vomit.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about a couple of your favorites here in the entries. we got a whole bunch.
1: All right. Well, let me see. The one that, that I thought would be the most terrible, which one is it? The guy that went on the church, here he is, went on the church ski trip when he was 12, Rick Hammond. <laughs> yeah. He says his stomach contents rolled up and down the bus the whole drive up the mountain. <laughs> I mean, I just can't imagine that he wasn't just shunned for the rest of his oh, God. middle school career. Oh,
0: man, right? Yeah, uh, that's quite an image. Uh, I should disclose that Rick is not eligible to win the contest because he is a friend and co-worker of mine. Oh. Yeah. Wow, well, you don't have to sound that disappointed, Mom.
1: Well, that was one of my favorites because I just thought the ramifications of it. I could just see, you know, you get back to school and that's all they're talking about. I hey, threw up on the, you know, it just yeah. There's
0: a it, there's an implied tragic. social aspect to it.
1: Well, that's that's what I mean more than more than what actually happened.
0: Right. Yeah. You can just imagine the consequences.
1: Right. So, does he have any friends now?
0: Uh, he has many friends. Yes, he's quite okay. an affable and popular guy.
1: Very good, very yeah. good. That was a worry. <laughs> yeah. Did he have he to recovered. Move? Yeah. <laughs> well, good for him.
0: John Newcomer. His story is—it's uh, almost told in haiku form. I love it. Six hours with friends to visit friend's girlfriend. Five and a half hours in car dies. Tow truck picks us up five and a half hours back. Had to wait three hours for the tow truck. Borrow car. Go right back. <laughs> now, I like I like that John left out some of the essential details here because the question you ask, and I like that there's some mystery here, is why did they go five and a half hours back <laughs> instead of just finishing
1: the trip? Well, I see why. they The car wasn't going to get them. The rest of the way. I guess they had to get the car
0: back home somehow, right? Yeah.
1: Right. And so the tow truck had to take it. But this is what I read into this. Yeah. Six hours with friends to visit friends' girlfriend. I'm thinking the boyfriend was hell bent to get there because there was going to be some sex involved.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Oh, come on, guys. It'll be a fun road trip. No, no, it'll be a blast.
1: Right. <laughs> you know, this this trip wasn't wasn't uh being enticed by a spaghetti dinner, I don't think.
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so.
1: So that that's what I, I read into that. Right or wrong, uh, you know, that's how I amuse myself, so
0: No, definitely. And I don't know how old John is, uh or how old this story is, but certainly I had friends in high school and college who I had to tag along with uh and I was really just company until until the reunion happened with the girlfriend, <laughs> and then I was just completely disposable.
1: You were encouraged to visit the city and yes. see the sights.
0: Yes, that's right. Expand your horizons uh, for a few hours. That's always how it happened. That was, it wasn't much fun to be that guy.
1: No, no. The friend. Nobody wants to be the friend.
0: A sneezy Galore road tripped from New York City to Connecticut uh, not that far, I have to say. Not not that much of a road trip, but all right. Road tripped from New York City to Connecticut. Driver nearly crashed the car three times due to sexting. Sexting in the car. Cats in the car also wouldn't stop puking. Everybody has to have a vomit element to their story. Uh,
1: <laughs> this story needs so much fleshing out, I can't tell you. Why were the cats in the car? Yeah. Uh, you know, have we have our own cat trip? We have actually two cat trip stories.
0: Oh, where's the other one?
1: Well, the other one was when we moved Merrick's cats
0: to oh, right. New
1: York City, and every time you went over an abutment or yeah, they, right. I they forgot about that. Up again.
0: Yeah, they were just meow, meow 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 meow, and then finally they would calm down. And just the slightest bump would that's right. Uh, and meanwhile, when we took Soupy and Nipsey, when you drove out with me from New York to Chicago when I moved out here, Soupy and Nipsey barely made a peep the whole time. They were just, they just spent the whole trip being terrified they were about to die. <laughs> being sure that their life was over now in this strange box that's... Oh,
1: oh God. And I can remember turning around with my seatbelt on trying to see if they were still alive. I was—it was It was terrible. Oh,
0: you feel so bad for them because you just cannot make them understand.
1: No, no. But now I'm wondering if I have a career in cat moving.
0: <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. You, uh, you haven't lost a cat yet.
1: <laughs> That's right. And I've moved four cats. Well, technically, so if you, right? So
0: yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's look at a couple more of these. Let's see. Let me uh, let
1: me let me tell you which one I like.
0: Now. Okay. Oh,
1: uh, this one, this one I thought was appalling. This is Haley Travers. Mm-hmm. She says, "My friend drunkenly rolled down the window of a cab at a red light and threw up all over a bicyclist who was also stopped at their red light."
0: Can you imagine? No. Just sitting there on your bicycle. I mean, you don't really, if you're in a car with drunks, you're going to expect to maybe be thrown up on. But just imagine being on your bicycle and suddenly, whoops. Yep. Sorry, pal.
1: And then off the cab goes, oh, I would be irate. I would be furious, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I once slipped in vomit uh, in the Japanese subway, Tokyo subway.
1: (sighs) They're so clean, I'm shocked.
0: Yeah, but late at night all the businessmen go out and get, super drunk and uh, I was out late and yeah yeah, that was that was horrifying
1: those damn businessmen well I think that's 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 just as disgusting as stepping in poop so
0: oh yeah definitely
1: I mean it's 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 I would I would think I would feel indignant
0: (laughs) yes not
1: that that does you any good I think that would be
0: among the feelings you were experiencing at that point (laughs) indignation yes
1: Along with total disgust and, and
0: others. Uh, one of my favorites is from uh, Trinaze. This yes. is a long one. This is a long one,
1: but a good one. A good
0: one. My two friends and I drove L.A. to Wisconsin our sophomore year during spring break. Being black and one friend was Indian, we refused to leave the car in some towns, not even to pump gas. Made the Irish-American do it for us. Smart. We mm-hmm. made it to New Mexico, experienced a freak snowstorm, <clears throat> Slid into a spun-out car in front of us in the middle of the night. Got stuck in the median. Got out. But the tri- tire treads were shot. Slept on an on-ramp all night. This just We're only halfway done, folks. Stayed in, stayed in a motel-slash-Chinese-restaurant combo next night to get the car fixed. Four new tires later made it to L.A. Got harassed by a cop. The ocean was freezing. Used mom's Marriott gift card, but we could only afford a two-bed room in Inglewood slash Compton. Friend tried to see his lost half-sister for the first time. Here's a new element just coming into it. I almost think the story is made up, but... Friend tried to see his lost half-sister for the first time. Her mom stood us up. Driving back to Wisconsin nonstop, got T-boned again in Iowa City... Right, wasn't the early one a T-bone? Oh no!
1: This can't be true. I think
0: it is. Got T-boned. They just got in another accident. They weren't t bone the first time. Got T-boned in Iowa City. Totaled friend's mom's car. We were three hours away from Madison, but had to take Greyhound to Chicago with convicts going back home. Then another bus to Milwaukee and another to Madison. We were silent for those last seven plus hours. Now you could almost think this was made up, but I love that last sentence so much. We were silent for the last seven hours that I totally believe this one because I can all just right. picture them. Yeah, I could just picture them all just on the brink of madness at that point. God,
1: this could be a TV show.
0: If, I I know if this and if this were a story on Queen for a Day, this, uh, this person would, the would get the washing machine. Yeah,
1: most definitely, most definitely. This. <laughs> This, this was epic. I know. I, I mean, uh, how how much horribleness can can a couple of guys? Oh my god! You know and, know, and and throw into it, you know, being so uncomfortable because you know your color, which you know I can't do much about that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's terrible. <laughs> I can't comment on this even. It's just I
0: just love all the twists and turns. You think it's going one way, like you think it's a snow, bad weather story, and then it turns in there's this family element.
1: <laughs> I know. It's awful.
0: That's a good one. If we ran it like Queen for a Day, Trinize, you would definitely win. Thank you for that uh, hilarious story. All right, any other ones you want to hit before we pick a winner?
1: Let me just check. Let me just check here. Oh, here's one. this one I do like. Shepherdess Cindy, mm-hmm. darling husband and I took train to Reno, but the train back got stuck in a tunnel, so we tried to take the bus back. But roads were closed, so we hung out in Reno, played some games, won over two hundred dollars, and bought airplane tickets for home. <laughs> that's, that's a, a good, good one. That's
0: a good one. That's not not that bad a road trip though. Sounds like a sounds like it worked out great.
1: Well, it does except for your train getting stuck in a tunnel. What the hell?
0: Yeah, that's a bad road trip with a happy
1: ending. Yeah, that's a fantastic story. That's a good one to end on.
0: Okay, Okay. so we're going to pick our winner now. I have plugged the entries into the random.org randomizer. Let's see who it picks. Of course it picks Rick the first time. Uh, Yay! No, Rick can't win.
1: Sorry, Rick.
0: No Onion, Inc. employees are eligible for the contest. Let's try it again. Haley Travers, my friend, drunk. Oh, this is the bicyclist. Okay, yes. see it all paid up, paid off. Her friend threw up over a bicycle, all over a bicyclist, and now she gets a mom on pop prize package. Mom, what are you going to be including in Haley's prize package?
1: Well, as always, a New Hampshire t-shirt because
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're thirty percent off at the drugstore, but they're very nice shirts yeah. and candy and. <laughs> A fortune-telling fish Uh and fortune gum. Oh, oh, and gummy pigs from Yummies.
0: Fortune gum? What is that?
1: Well, it's Chinese fortune gum. It's a piece of gum, and it has a fortune wrapped around it.
0: Huh. Gum is trying to horn in on cookies racket, it sounds like.
1: Well, you know, they both taste just about as good.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, What is the uh, best fortune you've ever gotten from a fortune cookie? Or fortune gum, for that matter.
1: Oof. Well, you know, fortune cookies don't really have fortunes in them anymore.
0: No, they often have sayings.
1: Which I think blows.
0: (laughs) You want the cookie to tell your future.
1: I do. I think that's fun. I think it's silly and fun, and I want it to, you know, tell me... Great fortunes are coming your way, or whatever—some something along those lines. I don't need to hear, uh, you know, the sun will come out tomorrow, or whatever. That's not a fortune.
0: Well, that one actually is a fortune.
1: Well, all right. I, you know, I don't have—I <laughs> don't have all my fortunes that I've ever gotten right in a catalog in my brain.
0: So Haley Travers will be getting everything that was thirty percent off at the drugstore. It sounds like no. <laughs>
1: Only the T-shirt. Everything (laughs) else (laughs) was full price.
0: Now I understand you have a potential addition to the ARIA list, but you're not sure about it.
1: Well, this is what I'm not sure, is that if I'm going to put people on here for other people. Now, and so let me just tell you this story, okay? Okay. and, And if this needs to be thrown out. Years ago, we used to rent at a cottage down this, uh, a street for, um, you know, the girls that would come up, dad's girls and right. their family.
0: My half-sisters.
1: Your half-sisters. And it was really convenient. It was very nice. And, of course, their families grew a little bit at a time. And in the end, I just have to say this. They really did us a favor. That's what Dad wants me to say. They did us a favor because we had to find a better house, and we did find a better house. But right before they were supposed to come, one year, they started all this nonsense about you know they were the group was using too many chairs on the beach. The and people who
0: you just to be clear, the they you're talking about are the people who owned the cottages that were that were right. being rented. Right.
1: That's right. They
0: started to raise a stink about the girls coming to stay in these cottages. Right. Even though they were paying to rent them, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even though they themselves rent out their cottages to other people.
0: Oh, I see.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, I have hated them ever since then, (laughs) because they really screwed us at the time. Right. And the, the husband was walking down the street the other day, and I said to Daddy, don't wave to him. And Daddy immediately waved his head, his hand and waved to him. Hmm. And then at breakfast, he asked me to put Dan Shaughnessy on my area list.
0: Right, your list of people on whom you will exact revenge someday? Hopefully. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
1: although, although my hopes of exacting revenge on WBZ are slim but still they deserve to be on the list
0: right so we there's a lot of backstory to fill in here first of all the uh, dad waved to someone who you have decided to hate and you took uh, you took exception to that right because you believe he should commit to the hatred
1: well i believe he should support me i wasn't really asking him to despise this person you know, I realize not everyone is a warrior as as I am. I understand that. But I said don't wave to him and he almost immediately waved to him. So he wants me to put Dan Shaughnessy on my list. I see. Who who seems to be a Brady hater, Tom Brady hater, even though he's a Boston writer.
0: Yeah, well, he's a rabble-rouser, definitely, and he uh, goes after the Patriots often. He's uh, known in, among many Boston fan circles, as CHB, which stands for Curly-Headed Bastard. So that lets you know how— That's
1: the worst they could come up with?
0: Well, I think it's a term of semi-endearment, yeah. Um, Well, no, there's no endearment in it whatsoever, actually, but it's, it's cute and inoffensive, I think, as these things go.
1: Well, I would like to think that he was somebody that threw up on his church ski trip and nobody ever wanted to date him again. That's what I hope.
0: So Dad wants you to put this Boston sports columnist on your ARIA list, and you object to the notion of putting people on there for someone else.
1: I don't object. I'm just not sure how I really feel about that. You know, I I don't mind putting people on the list, but I think I would have to make a notation that they were a guest appearance, you know, or a guest request, not mine. Because I, Daddy wants me to hate Dan Shaughnessy, but he doesn't see how, how ironic it is that he waved to somebody that I want him to hate.
0: <laughs> that's, that's right. You want to share in the hatred equally on both sides.
1: No, I don't enjoy hating people.
0: Well, I'm not. Are, is that true? Are you lying to the listeners right now?
1: Maybe a little.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe a little. I but, think that the ARIA list should be for your personal vendettas.
1: Okay. All right. Well, and that's what I wanted to clear up.
0: Yeah, I think that. And we've talked about the ARIA list a number of times on the podcast, and I feel that the listeners would object if you started throwing in other people's grievances The Aria list is more sacred than that.
1: And that's what I wanted to check out. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I wanted to check out.
0: Okay. Shall we move on to our reviews?
1: Yes, let's do that.
0: Let's do it. And we're going to start with Masters of Sex, starring Michael Sheen and Lizzie Kaplan, which is airing its third season on Showtime. The series dramatizes the 20th century sex research of Masters and Johnson following the pair as they try to change society's attitudes toward sex while figuring out their own complicated relationship.
1: Dr. Masters and I have worked in this field for many years, and we know all too well the emotional impact the work can
0: elicit. Meaning a candid conversational discussion about sex, uh, sexual acts, even sexual organs can incite some people leading to accusations of indecency or
1: pornography. And so if the book seems obtuse and geared toward the medical community, it was done so deliberately. I thought this was supposed to be an honest discussion. I don't believe you did write this book for the medical community. I find it curious a writer from the American Medical Journal would take
0: issue with the text designed for practicing physicians. I think this is a Trojan horse. I think you
1: have bigger plans for this work. I think you released this material to piggyback on the so-called sexual revolution. A 12-year study does not Piggyback, Mr. Buckland. We have built on the sociological work of Alfred Kinsey, that is true, but uh, our work has far superseded that. What Mrs.
0: Johnson means is that our work is based on empirical
1: evidence. Our study is, in fact, unprecedented. As
0: you can see from the data before you, so the idea that we timed this release to capitalize on the sexual revolution is some kind of ploy. Mr. Buckland, we are the sexual revolution. New episodes of Masters of Sex air Sundays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 Central on Showtime. And, of course, the series is available on Showtime's streaming platforms. Mom, did Bill Masters' effusive charm win you over?
1: Charm?
0: Oh, yeah. He's a charmer, isn't he? Lovable? Huggable?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No. But... The show did win me over.
0: It did. Okay. So, and which what did you watch to prepare for this episode? Because I know you watched the
1: whole first season. The
0: whole first season. Okay. So you're still catching up.
1: I am still catching up, but I am going to continue catching up.
0: Okay, that's great. So tell me what you like about it. First, for people who haven't seen the show, tell them a little about it from your point
1: of view. Well, it's about a man who came up with a with an idea. And he seems rabid about the study of humans and their orgasms and what are the complexities of it. And that's what he's finding out right now.
0: Rabid about orgasms would have been a great no, alternate no, title no, for that... this for this show. Just no. rabid for orgasms.
1: No, <laughs> no. Sorry. This is difficult enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: you knew about Masters and Johnson before this show, right?
1: Yes, uh-huh.
0: Had you, you haven't read the book that this was loosely based on though. Had you no. Masters of Sex?
1: No. Okay. But uh, I but I would read it if if it was as interesting as the show.
0: It's a little it's a little dry, I'll say, and it's yeah. a little um depressing because Masters and Johnson's marriage never really evolves very much. Um, and their relationship just sort of goes in this circle for a long time. Uh, so, I but don't I,
1: you, I mean, don't you find him a man with absolutely no passion
0: on the show? You mean, yes? Well, he and, has, and
1: you know, really looking at their pictures, they don't look like you know they're really hot to trot.
0: <laughs> looking at the r- pictures of the real people, you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think Masters was actually more engaging and charming in real life, and this, you know, the show has taken some pretty broad liberties. I think Lizzie Kaplan actually does sound a lot like uh, Virginia Johnson, um, and yeah. has adopted some of her mannerisms. But it's it's a pretty broad interpretation. But tell me what you liked about the first season that you watched.
1: Well, you know, at first it's a little it's a little startling. Sure. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. Tell you the truth, and I really. Thought. Oh my God! What have I gotten myself into here? But the the more episodes that I watched, the more I could see that this was a very intriguing study. That somebody, if you know, sex, especially then, was you know, was a very much a secret except for people that were, you know, in back seats of cars or. Mm. You know it just wasn't something that I think you talked about, right. and anyway that to to study this was pretty shocking, i think
0: yeah, definitely but y- and
1: of course, his studies started with prostitutes because I don't even know how you would have approached quote nice unquote people yeah. to take part in this, but I think it 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 came a, came away with some very important stuff, but I also think it came away with some detrimental stuff. How so? Well, I think his studies uh, of gay men was a disservice.
0: What, you really studied up?
1: Well, I did. I wanted to be able to talk about it without using uh, silly words.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that is that remains the most controversial and condemned part of their research is... Masters espoused this view that gay men could be converted, gay people could be converted to heterosexuality, and Johnson, uh, later in life, said that she was never really on board with that idea.
1: And that he faked some of the data.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which they kind of incorporate into that first season, but it didn't actually come until much later in the in their careers.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
0: So tell me what you think of Michael Sheen uh, as Bill Masters.
1: Well, he just seems like a cold fish to me. I mean, it seems to me that if you were interested in the subject of men and women and their and their coupling and what goes on during it all, that you would you know if you were into football, you would know all the rules and and the, <laughs> right <laughs> but he no, I love so, it, okay, but he seems so passionless to me, um and even when he's uh using himself and virginia johnson as subjects he's he's just quoting the different sections that they've ascertained from their other studies while they're doing it
0: yeah yeah
1: and it's like yowza really
0: well he has a very academic interest in sex i mean he's where's
1: but where's his passion there's no passion it's just
0: I don't think that's true. I think he has a very deep passion for his study, and I think he does have a passion for Virginia, but he just doesn't know at all how to express it. Really? So it comes out in these clumsy ways where he basically bullies her into having sex with him, you know, for the purposes of the study, quote-unquote. Right.
1: Right. And now, at the end of season one, he has just shown up at her at her house and uh, made this the weakest (laughs) statement to her that he needs her.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I have to say, I just feel like really, that is all you can muster. That's it.
0: I think it is. I think that's all masters has got.
1: And I'll tell you the other thing. The other thing is that in, in the series, and I don't know what this, you know, in real life, I'm just saying this is in the series, his wife, could not become pregnant, and he knew it. He knew his sperm count was the problem, but he put her through all these these tests and, and these methods, and she finally got pregnant through his assistant.
0: Yeah, with the help of he was, his assistant.
1: With the help of his assistant, using his sperm or whatever right. happened there. Right. And uh, that was the only passion I saw, was that he punched the assistant when he knew... What had happened?
0: Oh, he's not done punching either. Punching masters. He loves to punch people. Really? There's going to be more punches coming up. Yep. Well. He's a feisty one.
1: Really? Because he seems so blah to me.
0: Do you think Michael Sheen does a good job portraying him?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah. I really do. Uh,
0: What about Lizzie Kaplan as Virginia Johnson?
1: I think she's great.
0: I think she's the best on this show. Really? I mean, I think Michael Sheen is very good. I think that Virginia gets the most interesting uh, emotional stuff to work with, and I think that Lizzie Kaplan is very impressive as her, as Virginia. Very impressive.
1: Very impressive. um, She's what brings the heart to this whole thing.
0: Yeah, well put. She
1: really believes in this study. She really believes in the scientific exploration of what they're doing, and I don't know that it would have succeeded without her.
0: Oh, I don't think it would have. Definitely not. No, I think the show would be too cold without her.
1: I do, too. I do, too. She really is the only uh, warmth. Yeah. Well, uh, although I will say that Master's wife, I think, for whatever part she plays, does a very nice job.
0: Oh, she's terrible. Too sweet. Too dumb.
1: Dumb? How about Bo Bridge's wife?
0: Well, yeah, she's a little naive. I think you will be interested to see how those two characters develop, um... Uh, Bo Bridge's wife who's uh, Allison Janney plays her I forget what her name is off the top of my head Um, and
1: wow doesn't she do a great job
0: she does do a great job Allison Janney is great in whatever she's in I mean they have I'll say this I think that the writing on this show is fine like sometimes I think that the dialogue is, is not so great and that they give the actors a lot of tough lines to deal with but what they've wisely done is gotten all these talented actors who can make it work uh, I think Michael Sheen has the hardest time because Masters is often just a monster. Um, and Michael Sheen, I think, has managed to make the character believable and managed to give Masters some soul in the face of a very difficult task, I think he has.
1: Very difficult. Really very difficult. What I want to see is the outtake reel.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. The Masters of Sex bloopers.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to see. Could somebody send that to me, please? <laughs> I want to see where they break up laughing and and have some fun and uh, that must happen. I want to see it.
0: Me too. God, cuz the show is so serious, isn't it?
1: Well, it is. And you know, I have to say that you know, by the time Daddy's coming home and I turn the TV off to to get dinner going, it sometimes I feel a little dark and down
0: oh sure there are a couple of stories uh, that characters tell in the second season that stuck with me for a few days uh, because they were so icky uh, and uh, startling so I'll be interested to hear what you think as you go along and what you think about Libby and about uh, Allison Janney's character because those are developed I think Libby just becomes dumber and more annoying most of the time (laughs) Uh, just and kind of really unlikable at a certain point. Uh, really, and Yeah, you'll see. I mean, and you may disagree, but, and uh, Allison Janney's character really uh, at, gets some depth, especially in this third season that's currently on the air right now and that I'm reviewing for the A.V. Club every week now.
1: Well, plug, plug, plug for you.
0: <laughs> yes, I'm allowed to have a little bit of a role in this podcast, yeah.
1: this is, That's true. Well, I'm not going to read those yet till I get there. No, of course not. Uh, because I, I I really am enjoying this, and I, I would like to see how these characters um, come into play. Although at this point now, I'm feeling very uh, unsettled about Beau Bridges, and I, I think it's... I mean, I realize what the times were then. I, I understand what they were and how shocking it was to see that someone was gay, yeah. let alone lesbian. Good Lord, I don't even think we thought that existed, but... It's sad to me.
0: Yeah, Bo Bridges' character, who plays the he plays the provost, is uh, gay on the show, gay and, and married for a long time to Allison Janney's character, and uh, yeah, that's that's tough for Masters and for Bo Bridges, <laughs> Bridges' character, obviously too.
1: Yes, I, I think it's very commendable that both of us have avoided saying the word hard. <laughs>
0: Okay, so what's your overall grade for Masters of Sex, Mom?
1: Oh, I definitely think this deserves an a this is this is really i wouldn't I wouldn't binge watch this, but I would definitely watch this catch up if you haven't it's it's well worth your time oh, and um so- and I'm gonna say that I think the first few episodes maybe were a little squirmy, but that settles down really
0: yeah well it does flare up again at times but uh
1: yes it does but it's it's manageable
0: i'm glad to hear you say that i wasn't sure about having this uh, show on the podcast even because i wasn't sure if it would just be too much for you but you're i mean not that you're not a mature woman but you know what i mean it's maybe maybe not the show that sons always talk about with their mothers You know, but um, so I'm really glad you enjoyed it because I, I enjoy did. it too, even though I sometimes find it frustrating.
1: Yes. Well, uh, you know, if we could all write TV shows exactly the way we want it um <laughs> there would be a lot of crap on TV.
0: <laughs> well, very <laughs> profound. Not way yeah. I want it. Um, okay, should we do Project Runway?
1: Let's do Project Runway.
0: The 14th season of Project Runway brings a new batch of talented designers, harsh judges, crazy design challenges, and shameless product placement. Once again, Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn preside over a contest between fashion design dreamers, one that has already seen its share of emotional moments just three episodes into the season. You're telling me that you want structure. This
1: will give you structure. But the problem is if we used to, to be the top, this is so heavy. Edmund, he's like a dentist, like trying to pull teeth. If I had to be partnered with someone like Hun Miao, I would have hurled myself out a window. This
0: is our strongest fabric we
1: have. We have to use this. But the uh, team just say we can not just use none. And you will get on the runway and you will have to defend that, not Tim. It, 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 it is so frustrating. She just constantly wants to fight me, so it's like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. I'm so sick of Arguably.
0: You have to talk to me. That's why we, it's a group challenge. You're in your head, but you're, you're kind of like doing like this, though, but you, then you, you shut up. New episodes of Project Runway air Thursdays <laughs> at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central on Lifetime, and episodes are available at mylifetime.com. Mom, is Project Runway still making it work for you? Yes. Yes. You still love it.
1: I still do love it. Although I know nothing about fashion, I have to tell you. Daddy and I pick dresses and and that we just think are awful, and the judges seem to just love them. Oh, this is wonderful, (laughs) and uh, so...
0: Trust your instincts.
1: Well, I do, but they seem to like stuff that I think is terrible.
0: So let's go back a week to the uh, Hallmark Greeting Card Challenge, uh, the unconventional challenge, first unconventional challenge of the season, and... Mm. I wanted to ask you about this. I have a problem with when they have the make something out of crazy materials challenge that they give them all the muslin to create structures for these
1: things. Right.
0: Do you have the same problem with that as I, I do? I do have
1: a problem with that. I do, and I really think that they they sell it. You know, they're selling Hallmark cards, but they're at the mercy of the of the designing because of the muslin that they use to actually create something and then they just decorate it.
0: Yeah. And in fairness, the guy who did make his uh, um, outfit almost completely out of muslin was eliminated for doing just that. But I think right. that they give it to them. Whereas in er- I think in earlier seasons, you know, they might go to just some anonymous hardware store And they're like, this is all the material you're going to get in this hardware store, so use it. But I think when it's sponsored, they don't want the garments to look too bad because it might not represent Hallmark cards as beautifully Mm. as Hallmark wants to be represented.
1: And the winner for this challenge, actually, uh, it couldn't couldn't have been more sickeningly...
0: Hallmark. Well, uh, yes, I noticed that too. So there were two fantastic dresses in this challenge. One was the winning dress, which was a wedding dress. And you have to admit, it was pretty ingenious to make a a wedding dress out of greeting cards. I mean, the yes, it was dotted with all these Hallmark logos, and he seemed to be kissing the butt of the brand a little bit but I thought it was a little bit. Well, I think this guy's really playing the game and this is the guy that has applied every year since the show was on in the first place. Right. So he True. knows the show and he knows like, if you can get in line with the message of the brand, capital T, capital B, you're in good shape. Right. So that yeah. was one great dress. And then, uh, my favorite dress was by, uh, swap Neil, the, uh, Dressed with all these colorful 3D flowers, beautifully arranged, yeah. that uh, transitioned up in the top to this amazing black and white, beautiful graphic design.
1: Yeah, uh, on and put the, together with with real thought and an expertise.
0: Oh my! When she turned around and all those black and white lines converged in that design, wow! Yeah. That was that was a real stunner.
1: It uh, was very impressive. It really was.
0: But yeah, Edmund Edmund won, and you think that's because of his uh, Hallmark pimping.
1: I do. He used, you know, Hallmark signature, little pieces of that all chopped up, and, and then really the, uh, that was only on the bodice, and the rest of it was large sheets of paper formed to make uh, sort of like wavy petals. <laughs> uh, so I just thought, well, you know, you pleased, you pleased the sponsor, but... I'm not buying it.
0: No? Even if you put the sponsor aside, you don't think that was an amazing dress? No muslin in that. All paper.
1: Yeah, I know. I know. But I thought, I really thought Swapmill did a better job of using the cards.
0: I, I agree.
1: He cut out all the, or pulled off all the little flowers. I don't know. I thought he really created something. That, that was a tough one. That was a tough one.
0: So what do you watch the show for? Are you watching for the designs mostly or for the emotional drama? what What is the highlight for you?
1: Well, the, you know, the crying. <laughs> okay. And the fights. Yeah. I like that.
0: So you do like the drama.
1: Oh, I do. I love it. <laughs> I love watching it.
0: What's the best it's... drama for you so far this season? Because there's been a lot of it.
1: This season... I don't know. The the fellow that got cut on this one, on this, uh, uh, let's see, what is his name? David. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, I've, I felt sad for him. He called his husband on the phone, and he was crying, and he felt lost, and I don't know. I could really feel his lostness.
0: I hate those get-on-the-telephone-with-your-husband scenes.
1: Well, I don't like them either. I don't know what is the, what are they doing? Well, they're there? just
0: manufacturing tears. It's like they just cart them into this room, and when you know you see someone with their phone out, it's just like, okay, here it comes. Here comes the manufacturing tears segment.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I, I do think it's. I I don't think we need it. There's enough drama without that.
0: I don't think we need a lot of the stuff on Project Runway. It's 90 minutes long, and I do love the show still. But I just there's a, a lot of the testimonials I don't need. Uh, in fact, Noel Murray, I'm going to plug someone else on the AV Club, wrote a piece on the AV Club a number of months ago about how these this whole model of having the contestants, you know, talking to the camera and talk about stuff that happened to them in the present tense as if they're narrating it, it's just so weird and outmoded at this point, and you never need it.
1: Well, it is weird, because they're always wearing the same clothes, <laughs> yeah. and, it, you know, I don't know, are they given these lines at the very beginning, or do they edit it all at the end, or how does it work? It's just, I don't understand it, really. But I do want to say, I love this Ashley Tipton's hair. That light purple.
0: Oh, I love it, too, and she's quite a designer.
1: Apparently, she didn't do so hot on this uh, paper thing, No. But- what um, about this
0: week's episode? What did you think of this Yeah, I
1: didn't see last night.
0: Uh, you didn't? You know, oh. I stayed up late watching that, uh, I was shotgunning Project Runway last night to prepare for this podcast, and you're not even caught up.
1: Well, Johnny, I go to bed earlier than you. I mean, your day practically starts when I'm going into bed.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's quite true.
1: I bet it's truer than it isn't true well i
0: think i do get home from work around the time you go to bed
1: well anyway i asked dad if i could do my hair that color and he said no he wouldn't like to look at it
0: that light purple he wouldn't like to look at that
1: that's what he said
0: well let me tell you ashley comes through this week i'm not going to tell you whether she wins or not but she uh, she does come through it's a team challenge this week
1: Oh my god, those are always full of
0: drama. Yeah, well, there's a lot of it. So, uh Edmund, the uh guy who's applied every year and seems to be an early strong contender, uh having won that Hallmark challenge is paired up with uh, Han Miao. Oh. Yeah, who I don't could not have a different aesthetic or could not see Edmund's here to play the game and he showed that on the Hallmark challenge, you know, right. he's really yeah. reading the challenges and thinking about what the judges will want, and he's very shrewd, I think, in that respect, and Han Miao is just there, you know, she... Well,
1: she's not anymore.
0: <laughs> no. no, she's not. So you did watch the latest episode. No,
1: I didn't. I pulled up the designers so that I could refer to them by their names, and she has
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I see. But yeah. that's
1: not surpri- that's not surprising. No,
0: it's not. You could tell she wasn't long for this world.
1: No. She she has her she does have her own voice and she does express it and but she wasn't she's not couture. She's she's not designing for the masses. She's I don't she know who she's very...
0: designing for. A refrigerator box, I think.
1: Well, everybody needs a dress. Yeah, that's right. Well, what do you think of this um, this Blake Patterson, who, who seems to have uh, foot and mouth disease? Uh,
0: so have you, I forget what episode this happened in, but he said to swap Neil when they were having yeah. some miscommunication, he said, I'm sorry, I don't speak Indian. So he, that was on the second episode that you saw? That,
1: this was on the Hallmark.
0: Um, challenge. God, you know, I kind of liked him. I thought he was kind of cute until, you know, the way he thought he was super and fantastic. I thought he was kind and of cute. fun. Yeah, until then. And then I just completely soured on him, which, of course, is why they edited it the way they did. But, yeah, that was—I don't speak Indian. Come on. you got to have more sense than that.
1: Well, let me just say this in my defense— When we were in Canada, I left the hotel by myself to go shopping and I was in a department store trying to buy a shirt and the clerk kept talking to me and I finally said, I'm sorry, I don't speak French. And the clerk said, I'm speaking English.
0: Oh no, you must have wanted to crawl into a hole and die.
1: Well, yeah, it was pretty embarrassing, you know, and I did apologize, but you know, that accent was pretty... Thick and
0: well, that's different. That was a misunderstanding. This, uh, this was Blake being a little smartass.
1: Yeah, I didn't like that.
0: No. And if he, he's not half the designer, swap Neil is.
1: Well, he'll be gone soon enough. <laughs> he'll be gone soon enough. But, you know, I think, I think as a group, these people seem to uh, be very nice with each other. Although, I think Edmund said, you know, I didn't come here to be nice to everybody.
0: Well, there's always someone who says that. But, I yeah, I think Edmund's playing it very close to the vest. He is not buddy-buddy with people. And good for him playing the game. I think that's fine. Yeah. Uh, I would not want to work in a room with Merlene.
1: Oh, my God. If she doesn't shut up.
0: (laughs) You know, I love that they... And to me, like, one of the reasons I love Project Runway is I just... I think it's the peak of reality show editing craft. It's not... Um, it's not as manipulative as a lot of reality shows, but it is, I mean, it's still quite manipulative, but it's less crass about it. And it has a certain class and craft to the editing itself of the show. And they really pulled a fast one on us here because Merlene just seemed like a dummy. And then she's turned out some nice garments. So she knows how to, you know, put a, put a garment together.
1: Well, maybe her trick is that she's just driving everybody batty while maybe, she does it.
0: Maybe so, you know, maybe she's uh, crazy like a fox. I don't know.
1: Well, that remains to be seen, I guess.
0: I'm rooting for her to stick around.
1: Oh, Johnny, she drives me nuts.
0: <laughs> for real, for real? Does she drive you nuts? Cuz it's for real for real now. For, for real.
1: real. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm enjoying this
0: season. Yeah, me too. I think it's a talented bunch. I like uh, Kelly Dempsey as well. Uh, from I like that she's from Boston, and she has a recognizably Boston style. Yes. And yes. I think she's a very talented designer, too. Um, and you got to love
1: the hometown. What do, what do you think of um, the judges?
0: I like the judges. I think Nina is, oh, man, Nina was on point in the Hallmark episode. She was ruthless. Yes. Um and, you know, Zach Posen still gives me the creeps a little bit. Um, and it also gives me the creeps because uh, he looks kind of like me, I think.
1: Also, he seems to like to touch the breast area of the... He touches everything.
0: The fa- Zach's favorite part of the judging is the touching part. He really fondles those garments, and I don't like the way he treats the models. And I know it's a professional environment, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but I wish they would be just a little more considerate of them as human beings.
1: Yes, I I agree. He he makes me uncomfortable.
0: Yeah, so he just makes me uncomfortable. And the guest judges, I now have a theory, and I've talked about this in my reviews, and in case people are wondering, I do plan to review Project Runway on the site two or three times this season. I'll check in, uh, and I'm looking forward to that. But one of the things I often mention is how the guest judges are always confused. They always don't understand this design and I'm confused by the shorts and I got Anna um, raised the theory that maybe they tell them to say that instead of saying if they don't want to upset people or make themselves look bad by saying I hate this or that's ugly the I wonder if they're instructed to say if you're you know if you hate something just say you're confused by it because they say it so much
1: frequently yes yes. And they and they don't usually go first.
0: No, no, because they're terrible.
1: It's, I don't understand the judging, to tell you the truth.
0: <laughs>
1: I think the I judges. I mean, unless are, it's a real piece of crap, you know.
0: I think the judges have done a pretty good job this season. I have to say, so far.
1: And uh, you know, I still love Heidi. I think she's love her, beautiful, and I, I just love her. I I do.
0: I have one complaint about Heidi's hosting so far this season. Well, first of all, I thought her makeup was terrible on the first episode. So bronze, and she looked like a robot. Terrible.
1: Well, I I thought her dress in the second episode was ugly. Hmm.
0: I liked her dress in the second episode, but I'll tell you my complaint is that Heidi used to come out and say, Hello. You know what I mean? She'd come out, Hello. Now she says, Hello, everybody. That's not the same. I miss the sing-songy,
1: Hello. You should write to the show. Good God.
0: She would say it with that, just a, that touch of German, too. And, and uh, oh, it was so perfect.
1: Well, she is American now, you know. <laughs> Yes, she still says off weedazine though. You like that? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sure, okay. of course. You got to keep that catchphrase. A lot of catchphrases on the show now.
1: A lot, yes. Make it work. Oh, also, but but also, when when Tim Gunn has been in there in the workroom and he you know continue continue on with, some of the times his advice has not been good.
0: That happens from time to time that Tim gives them some advice that misleads them and I think that uh David was led astray.
1: Yes. Yes, with his pink dress that that had all the the uh waves in it or curves or whatever. Yeah.
0: Duncan, you're talking about from the first episode.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. No,
0: you're right. Duncan is actually the most egregious ins- instance of that uh, this season. Yeah, Tim was, pr- Tim was on board with his pink drapey dress, and then the judges yes. were just like, get out. Get out of our show.
1: <laughs> Do not look back.
0: No. I loved his shoes, too. I was sad to see him go. Both Duncan and David had uh, these amazing shoes. Great sneakers.
1: Well, I know you are. You do have a little sneaker fetish.
0: Yeah, but we're done with the Masters of Sex part of the show. (laughs) Okay, so what is your grade for Project Runway Season 14?
1: Um, I'm going to give it an A. I just, I enjoy it.
0: You're handing out the A's like candy today.
1: I know, but I mean them. Okay,
0: good. Well, you've been, I I can't remember a show where you've been so happy about everything that we discussed.
1: That's just where I'm at. Okay.
0: Uh, Anything else you wanted to talk about on our show before we wrap it up, Mom?
1: Um, I do want to just give a little shout out to Kevin Mm -hmm. Acord. Okay. Kevin Acord. He plays words with friends with me, and he usually kicks my butt. (laughs) And he may have always kicked my butt. I'm not sure. But I wanted to tell him... That since I don't chat on Words With Friends, I want him to to know how much I appreciate that he takes the time to play with me, and I'm enjoying it very much.
0: This is a listener who started playing Words With Friends with you?
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: that's great. I didn't even know about that. Oh, I love it.
1: I love it, too. I think it's really sweet that he that he takes the time. I agree. And I'm not sure I'm giving him much of a game, but... I'm
0: enjoying it Kevin, you are a sweetheart I love that Okay, what a great way to end the show Thank you so much for listening For Bonnie Tatey, I'm John Tatey This has been Mom on Pop So long for now